Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Good day, Robert. All right, we got a lot to get to. Before we uh, do that, though, let's remind everybody why you're here. You spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. You rose all the way to number two in the Indiana Senate. What do they call that? What were you, the caucus leader? Yeah, it's uh, the majority caucus chairman. Do you ever want to be number one? Always. We always want to be number one. Did you? Did you strike me as a guy who was always just fine, just being of help wherever you could be of help? Well, I, I, I. I did enjoy being the caucus chairman, and uh, I was the longest-serving caucus chairman in state history. You were the Indiana Republican caucus in the Senate. You were their equivalent. You were basically the Queen of England, right? <laughs> it was like Merritt has been here for generations now. <laughs> yeah, but we all stri- we all strive, or we should all strive to be number one. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. All yeah. right, so I just wanted to set up for everyone mm-hmm. that um, why you're here. Why was, wasn't there a guy who ran for vice president? Benson wasn't that his name? No, Stassen. Stat was that his name? Who was Harold Perot's vice president? And that was his opening. Oh, Stockdale. Stockdale. James, yeah, yes. General Stockdale. Yes, Admiral yes, Stockdale. His, his. Why am I here? <laughs> that was his opening line in the Harold vice president. Stassen ran for president. So many times. Um, all right. So let's start with, uh, surprise, surprise, another month and the gas tax in the state of Indiana going up again. Look, you know a lot of these people that are still serving over there. I'm going to use the word shameless. I'll allow you to address it however you want. But dang, these Republicans keep raising all sorts of taxes. You know, I love it that you picked this topic for uh, for our podcast because sure we can actually <laughs> we can actually go to war on it uh you know the battle uh, of of the ideas at the state house sometimes we agree on sometimes we don't uh, i and it's not going to surprise anybody listening to this and certainly not you robert but i i couldn't agree more about uh the tax on gas going up because first of all inflation but second of all if you drive your car on any major highway artery in the state of Indiana, that being down in down in Evansville or the southern part of Indianapolis, going down to Bloomington with I sixty nine, you get caught in traffic up in four sixty five and in thirty seven sixty nine area. Uh, uh, the area around sixty five, just south of Lafayette, north of of Lebanon. Uh, the the Bormen, I mean, the, the the idea of um, economic development along with in, improving our roads uh, marry together very very well, and uh, I'm 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 quite proud of it. Now, wait wait wait, time 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 time. Okay, so you're proud. Let me make sure I understand this. We have a six billion dollar <laughs> surplus in this state, which is over taxation, and you're proud that they keep raising taxes on us. 
Well, I think I think you have to look at it from a budgetary aspect because uh, there are certain buckets in the Department of Transportation that that money flows to uh, just independently of everything else. But there's never an audit of this. There's never a, we raised your taxes by, they're going to do a $90 million over the next three years. There's $90 million in tax increases, and for that, you got A, B, and C. The, you know, And you know this. INDOT is like the mafia, man. I always, when I was a local government official, they were next to maybe FSSA. They'd be about the last group I would ever want to have an interaction with. Robert, if you go to the, if you go to the website, the INDOT website, Uh and I did that to prepare for this debate. Oh, okay. Yes, sure. Right, right, right. (laughs) It's everywhere on, on their, uh, on their website and it delineates how much money is going towards this project, when it's going to be finished, when this project is going to be started. And uh, they even are planning a certain plan uh, on 865, which is a stone's throw away from Brownsburg. But, Jim, they have a $6 billion surplus. That is overtaxation. That is money, even even as ridiculous as these budgets have gotten with the whatever it is, $44 billion for a state of 7 million people, also shameful. Did but you that- did you see that Christmas tree they had for uh, a budget bill this last year and all the programs that this they is, have? This is my point, but- is how are you raising taxes on people when, despite all the record government spending, you still have $6 billion extra dollars, and you basically are just looking at poor and middle-class people and extending your middle finger right between their eyes? Gas taxes are user fees ah you're not going to use the highways you pay gas but but okay then what are all the other taxes okay are we are we going to agree then that those it's like you're saying well this tax should exist and these other ones what's the difference well you someone's got to pay for education and since we switched it from property taxes and more more so towards state taxes property taxes are paid for education who the heck am I writing this giant check to twice a year? <laughs> well, you're you're absolutely right because local government is going to get a a uh, a windfall on those taxes this year. Now, uh, did I vote for eight nine two thousand eight nine when we uh, adjusted the property taxes and went towards property tax assessment and the market value? Yes, but that doesn't mean the last fifteen years, sixteen years, we shouldn't tweak these things. Yeah. So, but my point is. Again, and, and I, look, I heard the argument for years about the buckets thing when I was a local government official. And the buckets this, and the buckets that. Here's <laughs> You're about the, to throw a bucket well, full, right? I, yeah, it's not the first time you th- wanted to throw something at me. Uh, <laughs> th- look, the bottom line is the state has taken six billion more, and I'm not even. I'm going to use the word than it wants because it doesn't need a forty-four billion dollar budget. It's taken six billion more than even it wants, and yet. There's never somebody who goes on any of this stuff, time out, maybe we've confiscated enough, why don't we just pause this for a year and help people out? If you have $6 billion sitting there, why wouldn't you just use that and stop raising people's taxes? Well, well, first of all, Robert, you and I both know that $6 billion is an estimate. It's a forecast of if the, if the economy continues to uh, be robust in the next two years, then we will have a uh, $6 billion surplus. Now- you're right in in the fact right i can't believe i said that <laughs> boy your voice <laughs> but uh it, state government uh with the republican party being in charge for so long now 
there needs to be uh, what they call Lean Six Sigma, where you comb out all the red tape, all of the you know the extra add-ons, and so it's a lean, mean fighting machine. That being state government, and uh, and I hope if we hear something from the governor candidates, uh, other than they're going to fish fries. Uh, you know that we can start talk, re kind of responding to uh, being in charge for so long, and let's let's um, comb out waste. And there's got to be waste, and 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 have a more efficient state government so people like yourself, Robert, can feel like your tax money is being well spent. I yeah, look, I'm willing to pay for the roads. Nobody did more with roads on a local level than I did. I'm a big proponent of spending money on roads. Mm -hmm. What I'm not a proponent of, though is taking $6 billion more than you need. It, it, well, I said I wouldn't go use that word. Then you want. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, the reality is they could chop 10% off that budget and never know it's gone if they did their job. And then you're still raising taxes on people. And I thought the Republicans were supposed to be the party of low taxes and limited government. And every time... And here, here is what I think gets me the most. So do you know J.D. Prescott? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's yes. he is an mm -hmm. underachieving state rep from Muncie. Okay. And I got into it. This will shock you. I got into a little internet spat with him. <laughs> uh, this would have been about a week ago. And he's he's defending this. And he goes, well, it's just one penny on every gallon of gas for the next three years. No, it's $90 million. Like, they never want to use the number. They do the, the salesman pitch of, it's one penny for, you know, it's always, it's just a little of this. Well, it's been one penny. Well, it was 10 cents in 2017. And then it's been one penny every year since. And it's just completely out of control. Robert, you know, the thing that the idea, uh, the issue, the situation that I would debate is that, the legislature should vote on that penny every year rather yes. than make it three years. Yeah, we agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that I think that is very important for um, for the taxpayer to absolutely understand because maybe maybe things change and they need more money or they need less money uh, for our roads. Yeah. And uh, all I know is that it's a user fee that. Um, uh, your dad, who doesn't travel the highways much, I'm sure my dad that doesn't, uh, isn't paying for our roads because they don't use them. Uh, so now you will pay roughly when you fill up your car, uh, every gallon you buy, 54.9-ish cents of every gallon of gas is the responsibility of the Indiana Republican Party, and it is solely taxation. Well, you know, it, again, it, it, you can't have a major development up in the Lebanon area, Lebanon area with Lily and that whole that whole economic development Good. area. Good. I wish we didn't. It, Those people seem very angry who got strong-armed out of their land. <laughs> I would be all for Look, Jim, yeah. have you ever seen Yellowstone? Have yes, you seen, yes. I yes. am. If I were ever, if I suffer from some sort of head injury or amnesia. You haven't? Or... <laughs> Or something I already have, and would somehow be roped back into running for public office again. I would be John Dutton, who is the Kevin Costner character who ultimately gets elected uh, the governor of Montana. I would be the anti-progress, anti-growth, because every time it involves growth, it involves uh, like what happened in Boone County. The the character of Indiana gets disregarded for mega corporations who just happen to be amigos with the governor of the state of Indiana getting sweetheart real estate deals. And in the new budget, there's another half billion to what many people in Boone County feel like 
strong arm farmers out of their land. I would be the exact opposite of that. So, no, I don't think Eli Lilly, the largest drug manufacturer in the entire world, needing my tax money to facilitate a real estate deal was a positive thing. For any of you that or if anybody's listening to this, I just pushed a button. (laughs) All I was talking about is access to 69 uh, because of growth. And uh, and, uh, I can't defend the practices of... uh, of obtaining land for development. But the bottom line is that we have uh, I-69 going down to Bloomington. That is an amazing highway that's going to uh, create lots of growth. We we have an intersection of 69 and 465 that has just been a nightmare, and, and people uh, live uh, for not sitting on 465. And, and you've got uh, highways such as 65 going the, the whole uh, the whole length of Indiana that that uh, needs four to six lanes everywhere uh, everywhere it goes and and so somebody's going to pay for it and the users are the ones that need to. Well, one thing you can count on with the Indiana Republican Party, Jim, we will always pay for it. They well, will always make sure we pay for it. I have no, I have very little faith in them on anything, but they will. All, uh, one thing I do have, just I am certain of, they will always make sure we pay for it. Well, it, you know, and we is including people being the crossroads of Indiana. We is are those folks that come through Indiana that buy the gas. And uh, they pay for it as well. I don't have that figure in front of me, but um, I also can depend on a great debate with you on oh, this issue. And I love you so much, and uh, you're just the best. Uh, <laughs> what else? <laughs> Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, what else? That's what you asked. And yes. what else is? The governor of the state of Indiana, Eric Holcomb. Now, full disclosure, I totally ruined your friendship with him. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, you guys, you should... Yeah, when we had 102 podcasts yeah. over a two-year period, it, it kind of dampened yeah. the mood. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> I, look. here's the thing. Uh, when I used to work with Mock uh, on the Mock and Rob show here on WIBC. Who? Yeah, you remember Mock. She was the blonde lady who was here, the blonde lady before I work with now. Uh, she was in his wedding, and I ruined that friendship too. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you were just God a, bless Mock. You were just a worker. Um, the, uh, governor has announced that he is not going to run for U.S. Senate. Apparently some people thought he would. I never thought that was going to be a thing, but apparently that was in the rumor mill and he has now come out and said, no Senate run for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, what say you? Well, I think, I think those that might've guessed, uh, estimated that he might run for the U.S. Senate, uh, hark back to the time that he did run for the U.S. Senate. And that was very short-lived, and uh, and uh, Senator Todd Young ended up prevailing in that primary, and uh, and uh, Governor Holcomb uh, was appointed the lieutenant governor, and when Suzanne Ellsberman wanted to seek other pastures. Well, yeah, but isn't that funny? Let's uh, let's do a history lesson for our audience here. Right. To, boy, it was a donor and lobbyist Christmas miracle that took place that year, right? So you got. Marlon Stutzman, Todd Young, Holcomb. Right. Holcomb's in dead last. He's mm-hmm. out of money. Mm-hmm. He's shooting baskets in all 92 counties mm-hmm. as his campaign strategy. He raised about $90,000 I mean, the it was, first it was, time around. It was pathetic. And then, and then 
didn't didn't have so much luck. Yeah, it was. That. You're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving the number as though it's like you know. Some people go, oh, 90 grand. That's what I make a year. That's pathetic in a U.S. Senate race. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and he didn't have so much luck. Jim, you are one of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> I, I try. I can always count on you. So he's dead last. You got Marlon Stutzman, who in the polling is winning the three-way primary against the Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young. Mm -hmm. And then magically, Sue Elsperman, who is Pence's lieutenant governor, who had told people in private circles she was not going negative, which Mike Pence would have had to do to beat John Gregg, she just becomes the most qualified person in the world to run Ivy Tech. Of all the people in the state, it was her. So <laughs> she's out. Well, that just creates a, a vacancy there. And of all the people to be the lieutenant governor, a guy who couldn't run a Wendy's if his life depended on it and was dead last in a U.S. Senate primary, he'd so poorly run that campaign, he was completely out of money. Holcomb becomes the most qualified guy to be lieutenant governor. And what do you know? All these split establishment votes go to Todd Young and he becomes a senator. Boy, that was a donor and lobbyist Christmas miracle in 2016. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things to talk about there. <laughs> we uh, uh, Todd Young was a, was a member of Congress. Uh, Marlon, who we, we both, I, 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 you not so much, but I have a great friendship with Todd Young. But Mar Marlon... Uh, Sutzman is a wonderful human being, uh, was a very good member of Congress, and it um, didn't make the finish line in the run for the U.S. Senate. And it, it, it's, it's a shame that he's not in politics, of, uh, but obviously he's trying to get back in in the 4th fourth, uh, fourth Congressional District. But, um, yeah, that was that was an interesting time, and, and <laughs> I... I uh, uh, Jim, it is the reason I am. There are two reasons I am the way I am today. When people say, why are you the way that you are about the Republicans? Mm -hmm. my, t my great misfortune of working for two years in the state auditor's office and then as the pharmacy board director under Pence, and then that little experience in 2016 – Look, I worked for Marlin, but I was not like, uh, you know, some lifelong Marlin Stutzman super fan. And observing that from a distance, knowing whatever happened, I was going back into radio when it was all done, watching that and going, what in the world is this? That is why I am the way I am about the Republicans to this day. Well, and, and also with with the governor, Holcomb, Eric Holcomb, when at that time, he was running for the U.S. Senate and it wasn't going so well. And, and being the former state chairman uh, of the Republican Party, uh, he was, I'm sure, being a fellow Hanover College grad with, with Vice President Pence, then Governor Pence, it made all the sense in the world to Mike that uh, that Eric would be a very good uh, lieutenant governor. And it, it, didn't, it didn't last very long. No, it sure didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, something that also, is, well, something that has lasted a long time, is Holcomb's refusal to endorse Suzanne Crouch, who's lieutenant governor. This is amazing to me. Right. And, and he, it's, um, it's going to be really interesting. We all know that uh, Eric Holcomb, the governor of the state of Indiana, has now endorsed uh, Vice President Pence for, for president. <laughs> and, 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 and I, I, I assume Mike was excited about that. I don't oh, know why sent, the sent governor sent out a big press release. He's very excited. You want to talk about two people that totally deserve each other. It's Mike Pence and Eric Holcomb. Well, Eric uh, owes a lot to the vice president and I'm, I'm kind of surprised he was probably over in Europe, but I'm really surprised the governor wasn't out in Iowa uh, when the vice president announced for president, uh, Speaker Houston was there. 
Uh, other notables were there. Yeah, what a what a batch of excitement that is. Come to my big event. Well, who's the speaker? Todd Houston. Yeah, and and, and um, you know you won't. I I won't say anything negative. I like Todd, but uh, and I think he's been a good speaker. But but it would have been a great thing for the governor of the state of Indiana to be there to back up the vice president when he announced for president. Okay, so you just made a great point, Jim, which is he's willing to endorse Mike Pence a week later for yeah for president, mm-hmm. but he goes out of his way to refuse to endorse his sitting lieutenant governor, who let's face it, Suzanne Crouch has been Holcomb's biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. She's been his biggest cheerleader. Uh, she was completely quiet. Uh, the, her name on our Kendall and Casey show is Silent Suzanne. I don't know if you were aware of that, mm-hmm. uh, Jim, mm-hmm. because she was totally silent through all the stuff he's done. The tax increases, the business closures, the uh, shutting down of society, the mask mandates, the Malik Muhammad meet and greets. I mean, we could go on uh, the, the strong arming of farmers out of the land. I mean, she has been his biggest cheerleader. She gave him a gajillion dollars. She's yes. raised money for him. And yet he will not endorse her. What a, what a, what an insult to her! And yet she just quietly just goes about her business like this is fine. Well, he she may not want his endorsement. That's a great point. Yeah, uh, but 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 all you everything you said is correct, and I don't understand. Uh, and and just to back up a little bit, uh, I I believe the lieutenant governor has given. Uh, the governor to at least two million dollars, one point eight two million dollars in campaign money, just to be a, a part of the team, and she has supported him from day one, and is you're right is his biggest cheerleader, and and right now we have crickets, and I think if I were Suzanne, and he call and he would call or one of his people would call and say, hey, I want to endorse, I think I would think twice about it. Because you know it's that delay response that is almost that hesitancy is almost like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this or not. I kind of like Braun. I kind of like Doden. You know, I'm not. I'm just not. I I don't know if I were Suzanne, I'd be thinking twice about accepting the endorsement because that delay shows a delay. Well, it it, it is right. I mean, so our um. Our new nickname for Suzanne is Hillary Crouch because she is Hillary Clinton. Like, you think about Hillary Clinton, and she was totally subservient to a complete dirtball in Bill Clinton. She knew what he was. She stood behind him. She made a fool out of herself. And yet she did that because she was told, well, at the end of this little rainbow, you're going to be the first woman president if you just sit there and no matter how foolish you look, you stand behind yeah, this guy. You know, though, I like if you're going to pick a nickname, Silent Suzanne is better, although she's everywhere covering the state. Uh, oh, she, not she's, cr- very, she's very adamant lying about what she stands for. No, she is phenomenal about I mean, she's turned herself into the Grinch where well, she found the strength of 10 conservatives plus two. Right, but she's not crooked. Well, I didn't, I'm not talking – I'm talking about being completely subservient okay. to a guy who sure. treats you like garbage. Right. And yeah. then, you know, he in the end, you don't even get the thing – I mean, it's just ridiculous to me that she. I mean, first of all, it's ridiculous she was subservient to that guy given his egregious actions that that, that he's taken. But yet, you sit there and he is. He remember he took her off the signs. Oh yeah, yeah. After one point eight million dollars, and <laughs> and you know, Suzanne has been there every step of the way for Eric Holcomb. There's no question about it. And and she has 
uh, represented the lieutenant governor's office very, very well. Uh, but, but it's time for Suzanne Crouch to tell everybody what she believes. Because right now, she is tied to Eric Holcomb. And Eric Holcomb isn't the most popular. You know, and everybody can talk about the elections. But when you talk about being inside the grassroots of the state of Indiana, of the Republican Party, Eric Holcomb is not popular. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Uh, Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Speaking of the governor's race, Eric Doden. Yes. He is, you may not know this, but he is running for governor. And as uh, Jim pointed out yesterday, he finally has a pulse. Bless his heart. You know, he uh, he came out, uh, I don't know where it was, but he, he kind of uh, put an elbow in uh, Senator Braun's ribs by, by uh, talking a little bit about the the proposal that Senator Braun made back in the May 2020 riots, and I know you were there. Oh yes, uh, about uh, taking away uh, the immunity for police officers. Now that's the that is the that's a fifty thousand dollar a fifty thousand foot view, but it was considered back in Indiana that he didn't have the police officers back yeah so this was adam wren with importantville had the kind of the initial reporting on this that and then doden sent out a press release on it that doden is hitting braun for his stance on qualified immunity which is fine i will tell you this jim and i just it's just between you and me no one else will hear this <laughs> this doden guy really annoys me i'm already thoroughly annoyed with this guy because look he's right it's fine hit braun on it we hit him at the time it's stupid braun has a perpetual nature of putting his foot in his mouth oh yeah and, and, and that's why i think tongue. he is not talking very much in this governor's campaign because he's done these sort of things repeatedly but the doden guy thus far has two concrete policy proposals that he's behind one is teachers are apparently better than everyone else and don't have to pay taxes and he wants the state of indiana to take over downtown indianapolis uh, there's no there's nothing anything about property taxes gas taxes you know how we're gonna uh, you know income tax i mean none of that stuff it's just te- no taxes for teachers and the state should take over downtown indianapolis at this point i am annoyed by this guy well yeah and his his run for governor is kind of a fool a fool's errand uh, he has all this real estate meaning this this complete view of the save indiana and he has this opportunity with all the money in the world to campaign and and you could and for the last six months you could be going at least twice a month and saying something in particular about your vision for the state of indiana and there's a lot to talk about and he's he has squandered it and and to talk about those two issues where uh, the majority, uh, Rob, this is no surprise, but the majority teachers are not Republicans. Yeah, no kidding. I, I love this, by the way. So in this little press release where he's ripping on Braun, he he puts, I'll read it verbatim, there's more, but that's not the only move Doden made in the race this week. The candidate is now leading fundraising for the current period based on 
public large donor reports from the Secretary of State's website. Now, I think, again, that's from Adam Wren and Politico. Right. But the fact that you're bragging about your rich friends yeah. and how much money they're giving you. Now, that's not Wren bragging about it. It's Doden sending out a press release saying, look at us, look at us, look at us. Oh, you got a bunch of rich friends because you're a rich guy and your rich friends are giving you money. Yeah. That does nothing for me as a middle class person and it makes me not want to like you. Let's play hide and seek. <laughs> I tell you, it, that is so ridiculous. And I um, I expected more from Eric Doden. He, in the beginning, I thought he was going to be a serious candidate, that his, um, I would say this hometown, this uh, this town by town, city by city, Indiana is made up of 300 burgs, 300 um, uh, municipalities, towns, and and he had uh, a kernel of an idea that might, that could pop at some point, but he squandered all this time where he, in the beginning, he talked about uh, small town Indiana that was dying on the vine, and how he could uh, bring uh, all those cities to the to the uh, surface and be productive, wonderful places to live. And he hasn't talked about it at all. We got about twenty seconds left. Where can people find you uh, off the over the vast uh, web that is the internet? Yeah, Jim Merritt's Indiana podcast, Merritt in the Morning podcast, and Jim underline Merritt uh, on Twitter. Uh, Jim Merritt, you are a national treasure. Thank you, my friend. Robert. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon, weekdays at 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC in Indianapolis. And again, we want to thank each of you who tune in each week via the podcast or on the radio station Sunday mornings on WIBC. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.